Grace and peace from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in to the Power to Change ministry for another Bible moment. My name is Reverend Alvin Lewis, and today my assignment is uh, James chapter 4, verse 7. And we're going to look at um, uh, how we resist the devil. Uh, James chapter uh, 4, verse 7, is submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we're looking at the part resisting the devil. So we want to, there's going to be a six parts to this uh, uh, teaching. Um, we're going to start with the first one, and the six parts are born again, faith, fear God, obedience, diligent, and patient. So we're going to look at the first one, which is born again. Um, and we're going to define as well as support with scripture so that we thoroughly understand what is involved with resisting the devil so that we have a clear understanding of what we need to do. Because if the devil can keep us ignorant, he could beat us every time. So let's let's get started. Let's start with a word, a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you this day for your goodness and your grace, your power and your might. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and who you've been and who and because you have never changed. We come to you, Father God, because we need your understanding, we need your wisdom, we need your knowledge so that we can live through time with the hope of fulfilling the promise of eternal life with you. So help us right now, Father God, to retain this information, to see it the way that you see it so that we can live our lives that's pleasing to you. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen and thank God. So before we move on, uh, let's look at born again. What 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 is that? Um, it's a special act of God in which the recipient is passive. God alone awakens the person spiritually through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we know um, through Adam. Through him breaking the covenant with 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 the father in the garden. It put us in a place where we now have knowledge of good and evil. And we are the recipients of the sin because he did something that God commanded him not to do. But. Because God is merciful, he has made a way for us to get back in the right relationship with him. But we must choose what he has offered, which is Jesus the Christ. So that is we need to get born again. We need to allow uh, God to... Um, Awaken us spiritually because we are spiritually dead 
before we get born again. We, we yeah, we walking around physically and we think everything is okay. Um, maybe we might base our life of being blessed by how much we have accumulated or how many people that, that may like us, but we are in a dangerous need of being rejuvenated in the spirit. We need the, we need our spirit changed. The Bible says, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. We need God to help us to have be in a position with him so that we can experience him the way he intended. Now I want to read for you um, I want to read for you a scripture, John chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. It says there was a a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you have here Jesus telling you that you must be born again. Now you got a, a ruler, he uh, Nicodemus, he's a ruler of the Jews. Now and 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 in, in this scripture, Nicodemus, he is representing the legalistic part of Christianity, the process. We he, he, but Jesus is representing the grace of God, which is about obedience it's not about all of the rituals and, and the the uh following the uh law because jesus he's coming to fulfill the law so here you see jesus letting you know what you're going to have to do now he has not yet gone to the cross to die so that the comforter which is the holy spirit can come but he's announcing that you can't, as he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, let's look at that word see. Now, to see with perception, uh, to perceive, become aware or conscious of something, come to realize or understand. So we want the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God, and we're not going to get it unless we are born again. We need to be awakening, awakened spiritually. We need the Holy Spirit so that we can understand the mind of God. So when you read and study your word, it will, it will give you a different understanding than if you just read it or or trying to read it, if you would try to read it, if you're not born again. Maybe you're striving to be born again, you know, or you, you just may look at it because you might have got in a situation and this is what you saw your mother do or maybe your grandmother do or aunt do. So you might be doing it uh, uh, that way. 
Now, the kingdom of God is the concept of God's kingly or sovereign rule. God rules sovereignly over all his works as king. He desires his rule to be acknowledged in a bond or relationship of love, loyalty, spirit, and trust. Now, we are the works of God. We are the creation of God. So he has the right to rule over us, but he gave us freedom of choice. This is how we got in the situation that we're in now. He will not stop you from making a choice that you want to make, but you will have to deal with the consequences of your choice. So the best use of your freedom of choice is to choose God and to follow his commandment. Let him lead your life and be and, and get born again. Tell God, look, I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. I need you to forgive me and put me back in the right relationship with you. And he will in, in Jesus name, because see, that is the sacrifice that he has accepted. In the Old Testament, they was making sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, and it, it'll never be pleasing to God. That's why Jesus came. All right. So we want to understand uh, what God wants. Now, let's look at another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that is the spot that you need to be in. So that the old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new in Christ. If you choose to accept God's gift of life, or you can keep uh, uh, the feel-good choices that, that uh, stimulate your flesh, and you can continue to walk, be the walking dead. Because it's a trick. You think you you think you're alive but you're really not alive where you need to be because the physical, you are constantly, uh, we're constantly dying. I, we're getting older. All right. Now let's look at verse 18 and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So there is no other door. There is no other way to get back into the right relationship with God except Jesus the Christ. That is where the ministry, which is the service of reconciliation, God has made a way for us to correct a wrong that was made before we even came, but we were in the loins of Adam, so we shared in the sin. But you can make your life uh, uh, better just by making a choice. Second Peter chapter one, verses three 
uh, verse 4, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Yes, I it, see, God, he has figured it all out. And he understands what it is that uh, we need. But we have to choose it. See, he, he's not going to overstep his bounds of the gift of freedom of choice that he gave us. Now, let's look at the bottom here of, of uh, 2 Peter uh, chapter 3. There's two words here, glory and virtue. Now, glory. The, glory, the true glory of man, on the other hand, is the ideal condition in which God created man. This condition was lost in the fall and is recovered through Jesus Christ and exists as a real fact in the divine mind. So we want to get back to what God created. That's just like you getting a product from a, a company. And when you got the product, you got the product that was made from much research and testing. So everything that you have in there from the trial and area, anything that was going to go wrong, it went wrong in their lab. So you don't have to add anything to it because it's worked. They've already checked it out. Now, if you do add something to it, you're going to void the warranty. That means if it breaks for some other reason, some other component fail and you go back to the, the manufacturer to execute the warranty and they get the product and they see that you tampered with it, do you now have voided the warranty? So we voided the warranty through Adam because what God created was perfect and it was exactly what he intended. But we decided we wanted to know something else or we wanted to do something else or we want to experiment with something else. So in the natural, just like your life, when you get born again, you some people backslide. They go back to what they uh, once used to do because that thing is, is, is still trying to get you to come back. But you want to resist it. That's where resistance comes from. When you get born again and God has rescued you and he has brought you back in a place uh, of, of harmony with him. That thing is still there because you're in this world. This world is full of temptation. So it is still trying to get you back. And it's only going to come in a way, in a place that you are familiar with. For, for example, if I don't eat vanilla ice cream, that's not going to be a temptation for me. But if I am a pound cake eater with extra butter, then that is going to be the temptation for me because I have a memory of eating pound cake. 
And I probably ate it in different places and locations in different settings with different people. So I have a lot of data in my memory, in my physical, that I can choose from. Oh, man, yeah, I remember that. That will kind of help me, which is what the enemy wants. He wants me to choose it because it brings me back to a place in my memory that was a good time. So I might fail. I might choose it. You see, but God is still able even then because immediately go to repentance. Lord, forgive me, please. I know I wasn't supposed to eat that pound cake, but help me, Lord. I need your help and he'll help you. Now, the other word is virtue. Superiority of being pleasing to God or the superiority of God revealed in the work of salvation. So you get when you when you allow him, let me read Second uh, Peter uh, 1, 3 again, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to this is a, this is what he called us to glory and virtue. He has called us to to be what we were when he created us and and and. In doing so, we get that power because now we have a stronger position with God. Now, I don't want you to to get me wrong. God loves the world. He loves everybody. He just don't love the sin. He don't love the sin, but he loves the sinner. And his hope is that we will repent and come back to him and that we will realize that we made a mistake. And, and we will have, like there's a word, contrite, that we will be remorseful because we know that we disappointed him, that we did something that he wasn't pleased with. And then when we look at and, and learn more about him, we will understand, wow, I really see what I did. That's why the enemy want to keep you ignorant. He don't want you to know the word of God. He don't want you to understand what the word of God says. A lot of times we go to church and we get an emotional moment and we think we received something. No, we didn't. We just got excited. We went to a concert and there was a lot of theatrics, but we need the word of God. That is what's going to save us. That's what's going to give us the ammunition that we need to fight off the temptations of the enemy. All right. Now, now let's look at uh, when we look at uh, virtue, um, Galatians 5, 22 and 24. Now, let's look at the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of the lust. You see, so the lust, that desire, you know what I mean? We we want that sensual feeling. But God is showing us the separation. Lust is sinful longing, the inward sin which leads to the falling away from God. We want our flesh to be uh agitated and and and, and excited and to we want our flesh to be entertained. So we have to, we have to be careful 
that we 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 have a couple of ways that it get in. We get through through our eye gate, what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch. And see, all those things are building memory in our mind. So it can fight against you when you decide, you know what? The devil don't have power over me. I got power over him. And I'm today, I'm choosing that I'm going to go with God. I am going to do what he wants me to do. And I'm going to keep on going in the direction and walking the path of righteousness and I'm not going to look back. Now, the enemy, he don't want that. Because you might have been one of his choice vessels that he able to use to help convince other people that they needed to do it. Now, in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 21, you got the work of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. I mean, you can see it. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, reviling, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And we see that we just talked about God. He wanted us, giving us the kingdom of God. And you can't see it unless you're born again. And that's your perception of what God wants, who he is, and, and his way. You must be born again. He must He must rejuvenate your spirit. He's going to take that dead spirit, run it out of there, and give you the spirit of life which is the Holy Spirit. So you find that God makes it plain and he clearly shows us what we are going through and what we are victims of. And I'm not blaming the enemy. I'm not blaming the adversary. I'm not blaming the devil. I will blame myself because I have the power of choice. I have to choose to use it for the will of God. Now, in my conclusion, I just want to challenge you in the days to come and, and in your moments and in your times of, of trials and tribulation. Because the book of Job said, it, it says, a man that's born of a woman is but a few days and those days are full of trouble. Now, the enemy going to keep scratching at you until you are no longer in time. He can't touch you in eternity. But in time, long as you breathe in, in time and you in this flesh, he's, he's going to continue to push and see if he can get you to see it his way. So we want to trust God and follow his will. Second, let God make you over. You want to be born again. And after you, you choose, just choose to, you know what? My life is not right. There's some things in here and I know they're not right. I, I could just feel it. I don't, I can't put my finger on it. Just choose Jesus and then you're going to learn more about him because you'll have this, the Holy Spirit and, he, and he'll give you the understanding, but you can't do it without him. And then feed a godly spirit and strive and, and starve worldly flesh. You see, so 
If I don't keep participating in the things of this world that stimulate my flesh, it gets weaker. But I must feed a holy flesh. I mean, a holy, the, the godly spirit. I, not, not that I'm feeding. I must, I must lean towards and I must allow the Holy Spirit to guide me into godly things, to lead me and, and keep me on the path of righteousness. All right. And then you will grow in faith and receive the blessings of God. See, the true things, the true blessings are eternal. These things in this world, I thank God for it because it makes life comfortable if you have money and you're able to do things. But when you don't understand where money belongs, you become the proud recipient of the love of money is the root of all evil. You Now you are the root of evil because you done fell in love with it. You no longer desire what God has to say. You no longer desire to want the things of God. And you are uh, um, keeping your flesh fed with the things that you think is a blessing. So I hope this this Bible moment has been uh, stimulating and inspiration, but most of all, informative so that you can make a conscious choice that you need to choose Jesus today. Don't delay because we have no idea if the last breath you took might be the last one, could have been the last one. We don't know. We don't know when when our time is up. So this is an urgent matter. You need to choose Jesus today. Let him know, Lord, I am a sinner and I need your grace. I need to be saved and cleansed by you. And I accept your gift, your free gift, Jesus to Christ. Now help me to know what I need to know about you so that I can grow in faith and walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you and God willing, we'll see you here the next time.